You are listening to Destination MTB on Mountain Bike Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Destination MTB. If you are new to Mountain Bike Radio, I would encourage you to go over to mountainbikeradio.com. There you can uh, dig through all of the archive show pages so you can see what's there, check out show notes, get a feel for everything that's going on, listen to episodes right on the right on the show page and on the homepage. There's a slick player that you can click on, play it, drag through, see all the other archived episodes. Uh, you can find us on all the places that you find all your podcasts. We also have our own app, which is really slick. It allows you to listen Click on, through all the show notes, uh, click off to different websites all while you're listening. It's very user-friendly. Uh, you can search. So if there's one show that you want to listen to, like uh, all the other Destination MTB, you go to the search box, type in Destination, and it'll bring up the other episodes. Really easy. If you like what you hear, I would also encourage you to go to mountainbikeradio.com slash support mbr and that'll give you an idea if you want to support the show uh the other one other thing i want to note is if you want to check out our store i've been doing some uh blasted stainless products so some mugs some flasks um, some cool stuff i have some new t-shirts coming uh, so go to mountainbikeradio.com at the top there's a shop click on that and it'll take you to where you can do your shopping if you have any questions, comments, anything else, feel free to send me an email. It's ben at mountainbikeradio.com. That's it. So enjoy this episode of Destination MTB. I'm here with Aaron McConnell. He is the president of the Trans Rockies Race Series. And uh, in this episode, what we are going to talk about is Moab Rocks. It is a three-day stage race in Moab, Utah. March 25th through the 27th. So we'll, he's going to kind of break down each day. We'll talk about um, basically all the details you need to know about going out to Moab and racing a cool three-day stage race. Uh, we'll talk. A, we'll discuss a little bit of the history of uh, Trans Rockies Race Series. We're not going to get totally into that. Just want to give you kind of an overview of what that's all about. We'll save the extra details for another episode. So how's that? Um, so Aaron, thank you for taking the time to come on and talk about that. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Ben. Yep. Uh, so let's give people a little couple minutes about who you are. So they know who Aaron is and who's leading the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I've been, I've been in the mountain bike, um, race promotion business for, for quite a while. I was a, I was a bike racer kind of all through my teens, um, mostly doing mountain bike racing. Um, I wasn't all that good at it, but, uh, I raced long enough that I kind of worked my way up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I discovered I had a passion for events. So I started with, uh, I started with sort of club based, um, weeknight racing and, uh, worked my way up to national and eventually world cup races. Um, we hosted mountain bike world cup in, uh, in Canmore, Alberta, um, 1998 through 2000. Um, and that sort of kicked off my, my, uh, career as a, as an event promoter. Um, and, uh, yeah, continued to work on, on, um, both mountain bike races and other types of 
sort of sports businesses um, on and off for a while. Um, and then uh, an event called Trans Rockies Challenge came along um, in, uh, in 2002. Um, and uh, it came over from Europe where, uh, where they'd started the, the Trans Alps challenge, um, which was sort of one of the first, uh, big epic mountain bike stage races. Um, so the concept was to, uh, kind of recreate that in North America. And, uh, you know, it had to be, it had to be changed quite a bit from the, uh, from the Alps format where they were going village to village. And, uh, uh, in the Canadian Rockies, um, it had to be kind of camp to camp. It was much more remote. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really kind of kicked off, um, mountain bike stage racing, uh, in North America as a, as a, as a big thing. So um, you were at the beginning, beginning of that. What clicked when you saw that idea of trans Alps, uh, or any of the races that were going on at the time, what clicked in your head and said, man, this is something that we could do here. Yeah, you know, I have to uh I have to give credit to uh more to my business partner because I was involved with with other other businesses at that time and was sort of on the on the periphery of bringing Trans Rockies over to North America. Mm-hmm. Um but uh you know, I know that they um they really saw um you know how the how that format exploded quite quickly in Europe. I think they started in 98 with Trans Alps and and it and it grew really quickly, and then they they started looking for for a, a North American venue and North American partners. But you know the that sort of genre of ultra endurance, um, you know, has been has been a I guess a phenomenon in lots of different sports, um, and uh, you know continues to grow and 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 take different forms. Um, but you know people people like that like you know unique ways to push themselves and and uh certainly with a with an epic uh mountain bike stage race um the opportunity to you know travel from from point to point and see some amazing amazing country and amazing terrain um has has a lot of kind of universal appeal right. Right. um so i i um sort of was was like I said peripherally involved and and very in touch with the organization um okay. I'd had my kind of world cup experience and then I came on board as as the event director um a couple years into into the Trans Rockies challenge um at which was point, about 2004 Yeah at this point you're looking at almost what 20 years of race directing experience Yeah it's kind of crazy <laughs> <laughs> It's cool though that's there's not a lot of people that can say that so it's that's congratulations. Yeah, thanks. No, yeah. it's it's been quite a journey for sure. I, right. I can hardly believe I'm still doing it myself, yeah, but right. uh, I I do love it. Right. So, so let's let's just give people a little. We're not going to talk about Trans Rockies this episode. I want to save that for a different one. We could we could talk about that uh, in a different discussion. Um, we could talk about all this stuff in all kinds of different directions. Uh, with give people a little two minute three minute, whatever description of what you have going in its entirety. What's the whole package look like in, as far as the race series? Right. So trans Rockies race series, it's a combination of, um, of cycling events and running events. Um, we're a little bit probably more mountain bike focused. Um, but we do have, um, a really large trail running stage race in Colorado called trans Rockies run. Um, 
but on the mountain bike side, we've got uh, we've got a 24 hour race um, in British Columbia um, called Golden Two Four. Um, we've got a, an endurance mountain bike race um, at the Canmore Nordic Center, um, which is where uh, we used to do the mountain bike World Cup races. Um, we've got Single Track Six, which is our uh, kind of our flagship six day mountain bike stage race um, that moves around Western Canada, and uh, and we've got uh, Moab Rocks, um, three-day mountain bike stage race. We're going into year four with that. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. That's I've been doing this now. It's approaching five years since the very beginning. But uh, you know, so in that time, four years ago, I was really starting to pay attention to stuff, and I saw this pop up, and it, it interested me right away because stage racing in general is really cool. But there's it, there's not a ton of opportunities in the states to do that. So I saw this. And yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and, you know, certainly Moab, uh, obviously, a, um, a very iconic mountain biking destination, especially for those of us that have been around for a few decades, um, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, and we're there when Moab kind of first enjoyed its heyday as, as a mountain bike destination, you know, and then it's sort of since been, uh, I would say maybe a little bit overshadowed by other by other destinations, but now is, has kind of built up a lot of new, um, new great trail inventory and, uh, and is again, one of the very best, uh, mountain bike destinations in North America, I would say. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. All right. So the race, if I, I'm, I'm a potential racer and I'm looking at the website, which by the way, you can go to, I didn't, shouldn't, should have said that right away transrockies.com forward slash Moab dash rocks. And I will link that in the show notes. So be sure to go there and uh, check out all the details. But if I'm going on here, checking through the details and get signed up, uh, what can I expect? Let's talk about just the town itself. Cause a lot of people probably haven't been to Mo. I know a lot have, but there are a lot that haven't uh, talk about what they can expect. Uh, and then let's take it day by day and just, give a rundown of what's going on yeah for sure well yeah the, the town itself moab's um you know tourism is is the main industry there and uh there's a lot of mountain bike tourism so there's i think there's about four bike shops in town and and lots of places where you can rent bikes and very bike friendly um yeah there's no there's shortage also- of uh if you if you break something between all the shops chances are they could find they could fix it basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, plus all the other tourism, there's obviously a couple national parks right there, uh, state parks and, and, you know, Jeep and off-road type, type tourism, but, but mountain biking, certainly a, a mainstay. Um, so, um, when we put Moab rocks together, we were, we were sort of looking for something that's a little bit stripped down compared to, um, you know, our six day stage race, but, uh, would still offer a great experience. One of the cool things about Moab is that there's lots of different options in terms of accommodation. So um, a lot of people, there's probably like a dozen campgrounds in town, um, and the weather's uh, usually pretty nice when you're there to ride. So a lot of people will stay in campgrounds. There's also hotels and and uh, you know B and Bs and and whatever else. So um, we didn't set up any kind of accommodation or or meals with this event in particular, just because you know you can really sort of easily customize 
it how you want. But what we did do is we set up um, a nightly social, um, which starts the day before um, the first the first stage. Um, so we've got registration in the afternoon, and then um, and then we have sort of like an opening ceremonies and a nightly social, um, where we've got uh, you get some free beers from uh, Moab Brewing Company um, each day. Um, we'll do uh, a rider briefing. Um, and then, uh, following stages one, two, and three, we'll do a slideshow and award ceremony, um, where we'll present all the, all the stage winners from, from the day. Um, so that's a really cool aspect to the event. Um, we do it, uh, in Swanee park, which is sort of right, right close to downtown, um, next to the aquatic center. Um, and just a great, opportunity for for everyone to get together in the in the evening and then you know you can go out for dinner afterwards or you know go go chill at your campground or your hotel or whatever um so and can i ask you about can, yeah. can i ask you about the lodging you, you mentioned campgrounds is there can you give people an idea i mean that time of the year is fairly busy in, isn't it fairly busy in moab end of march yeah beginning of april yeah our dates this year are kind of at the end of March. Um, and it's sort of right at the beginning of, I would say the, the spring peak season. Um, it's kind of on the early end. It's still, uh, it's still, you know, the trees are, are just starting to leaf out and, Mm. and it might be a little bit cooler in the evening, but, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend that if you're, if you're looking to camp, um, you know, book early, um, for the best, best availability. Um, and is there information about that on the website? on your website um, link otherwise i'll dig I, around and i'll find some links for listeners so if you yeah if you're looking for some information if you're interested in this and you're looking for some information just go to the show notes and i'll dig up a few options so you can start digging around that way yeah i don't know if we have it on our website but i know uh discovermoab.com is a great uh, a great resource cool. um for for all of that stuff cool. so um yeah, and there are other options uh, too. If things get full in town, um, you know, and, and you're prepared to do dry camping uh, just outside of town, you know, right near Slick Rock Trail, there's there's a bunch of dry camping up there. Yep. Um, so lots of lots of options, lots of different styles. Right, right. All right, let's talk about the uh, racing. Yeah. So day so, one, Porcupine stage one is Porcupine Rim. Yeah, stage one is Porcupine Rim. Um, so we we did change our dates this year. We're go um, we used to be in October, um, so we could we could go up a little bit higher. Um, oh, it was fairly it was fairly grueling. So uh, this year, um, there's a chance there'd be probably a good chance there'd be a lot of snow up high. So we're gonna take the uh, left turn uh, um, off Sandflats Road. Uh, at a place they call the stock tanks and take you onto the, the lower part of porcupine rim if you're familiar with that trail um, so this one uh, is the one stage that actually starts uh, right in town um, right next to uh, swanee park where we do the the sign on and and so forth so it's easy to find um, and then it's a big mass start up sand flats road you know so you're kind of grinding up that mm-hmm. up that road um, and then uh, you take the the cutoff uh, to get over to uh, to Porcupine Lookout, um, and then you're on that uh, the world famous Porcupine Rim Trail, um, you know, which is mostly um, the upper part is mostly double track, um, but uh, certainly some technical 
technical riding, some some drops if you if you're up for it. There's kind of uh, uh, usually ride arounds, but uh, if you're comfortable going off the drops, you can go a bit faster. Um, and uh, just great, really expansive views uh, off to your right um, into Castle Valley. Um, and uh, uh, sort of ahead of you is Arches National Park. And and then, you know, Moab and Slick Rock is, is off to your left. Um, so it's a really cool ride. Um, and then um, we actually have a, a remote finish on this day. Um, we're not allowed to run the race through the single track at the end. So you still get to ride the single track, which is, um, you know, a bit more technical, a bit more exposure. Um, but uh, you're not actually racing at that point. So we we do the official race finish um, up high on the double track. Um, and then you've got a couple more miles of really fun riding to get down to uh, the Colorado River um, at the trailhead parking lot, uh, where we'll have some, you know, sort of a final aid station and, and refreshments and all that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, that's day one. And that is 25 miles, approximately 3,600 feet of elevation gain. And then can you talk about the time descents? Because you, essentially you're, this is like a cross-country race, but then you have a, some time descents each day or a time descent each day? Yeah, yeah. So we'll take a portion of each stage and, uh, and just uh, give you a time for that for that downhill. So it's sort of, it's got a little bit of that enduro, enduro taste for those that uh, are really keen to kind of go for it on the, on the downhills and, and see what they can do with their, their time descent time. Yeah. And for people wondering right now, full suspension, hardtail. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> would recommend full suspension. <laughs> yeah. I would recommend, uh, uh, a full suspension for sure for, for all three stages really. Um, especially porcupine, yeah. but, uh, yeah, Travis Brown won it, um, a couple years ago and I was talking to him at the finish line. He, he was riding like a bigger travel bike, like a 140, 150 mil travel. And he said, you know, it was a, a unique event because, um, there's not many sort of races where that much travel is, is really an advantage. Um, and, and Moab, Moab rocks it is, you know, and, and, you know, every now and then we see some of the, some of the more elite riders will, will bring their hardtails, but, um, usually they'll say they, they wish they, they had a bit more suspension for sure. And is this something that anybody could do? I mean, any, probably not a beginner type of thing, but anybody who has any skills at riding could show up and, and do this race or is it, where would you put a scale of uh, rider ability? Because some people, they get intimidated pretty quickly and you talk about the, you know, exposure and some drops and their mind is, you know, going, Oh no, this isn't good. Uh, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's pretty appropriate for people that have, you know, at least a couple years of, of mountain biking experience and have ridden, you know, some, some, um, some of the, the harder kind of average trails back home, depending on where home is. Yeah. Um, just some technical, so you're used to some rocks and some technical, you're yeah, comfortable doing it. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, porcupines probably got the most kind of, uh, drops, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, but like I said, almost all of them have a ride around, um, right. 
And, uh, you know, it's not like we're using the most difficult trails in, in Moab either. We're using sort of the, the either classics or, or sort of moderate level technical, um, in terms of technical riding, um, for Moab trails. Right. And, and listeners too, I would recommend, I'll throw some pictures up in the show notes, but, uh, you can just Google porcupine rim if you're not familiar with the area. And, uh, there'll be a ton of pictures that pull up for that. Uh, it's, we have a lot of Midwest Eastern listeners who aren't really used to that Western expansiveness. You know, you look out and you can't tell if that's five miles away or 15 miles away, right? You just, it's incredible. So a lot of those yeah. people, the first time they see that, they, you're probably going to get some of those people that stop and take pictures and, <laughs> you know, mid race, like, where am I? So it's pretty, oh, uh, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think, um, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about coming to Moab, um, you know, actually doing it as the race is a good option because you'll see, you'll see three great trail networks, um, with support out there in terms of the aid stations and, and, uh, our crew out there, um, uh, as ambassadors on bikes as well. Um, so you've got a bit more support and yeah, it'll be your first time kind of seeing it, but, um, you know, the route will be marked and, and, you know, we've got medical on course. So, um, you know, if, uh, if something bad should happen, you know, you're, you're supported that way. And I was going to ask you about the aid stations. What's, uh, for stage one, what does the support look like? What do you have? Where are the support? Where are the aid stations? What do you have available? I mean, what can you do at them? Yeah. Um, stage one, we'll, we'll just have, uh, the aid station at the turnoff, um, uh, at the stock tanks there to get over to porcupine rim, um, which I believe is about, uh, it's about 10 miles in. Um, so that's a good, a good chance to refuel, but you'll get, um, uh, water plus, uh, uh, you know, um, nutrition, um, energy gels, bars, whatever. Um, we'll also have fruit and snacks there like chips and, um, you know, salty stuff if that's what you're looking for. Um, so we, uh, we have pretty, pretty well stocked aid stations. Um, so you should be able to get everything you need. Um, porcupine rims a bit, a bit more remote. So we've only got the, the one aid station now on that one. And then, uh, and then also at the finish, um, the other stages all have, all have two. Okay. And, uh, 25 miles, just give people perspective on, uh, time wise. So it's 25 miles. How long do you anticipate? Uh, maybe what's the fastest, what's the winner going to do that in? And then what do you think, uh, the main pack would do that 25 miles in how, how many hours? Yeah. Uh, the winner's probably going to be just over two hours. Um, and, uh, and then, the back of the pack will be, uh, will probably be five, six hours, something like that. So most people will be in the sort of three to four, three to five, uh, hour okay. range. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So stage two Klondike, tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So stage two at Klondike, um, yeah, Klondike's sort of one of those newer trail networks in Moab. It's about 20 minutes North of town. Um, and, uh, it's got a very, a very kind of different feel. Um, a lot of what you're riding is, is kind of on the lighter Navajo sandstone. Um, and you're kind of like traversing your way up, uh, 
uh, onto onto a ridge and then and then following a, a ridge line, uh, dropping back into the valley. Um, so it's it's kind of rolling. Um, it's uh, it doesn't really have a lot of the kind of drops and and so forth that that porcupine rim does. Um, but uh, the uh, the far end of the trail we use um, a descent on a trail called Alaska which is, uh, super, super fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's not quite a figure eight, but, uh, we just kind of work our way up the, the Klondike trail network and then, and then back through the valley. Um, and it's, uh, it's an, it's a fun ride for sure. And you mentioned the descent and that's 3.1 miles and three, 731 feet of descending. So that one, and I forgot to mention too, on, on stage one, that's seven and a half mile time descent on that one so those, yeah, those are right. keep things kind of fun they I, I me personally doing them um i like when those are mixed in there because it gives you extra something extra to shoot for yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah. in overall stage 27 mile the klondike klondike is 27 miles and about 2800 feet of elevation is that about the same speed or can you expect with that rolling nature just to, to be a little bit faster uh, it's similar, okay. um, porcupine, you've got the, all the climbing is on that, that road for the most yeah. part. Okay. So, yep. um, so it increases the average speed Klondike's, um, you're kind of on and off sort of double track, single tracks like rock, um, and a variety of stuff. So, yeah. Fair enough. Where, uh, aid stations on this stage two, where can they expect those? Um, let's see. Aid stations are at, um. 13 miles and 19 miles. So, uh, um, they're actually really close to each other. Um, on the map, you hit them before and after you do the, uh, the Alaska loop loop. Okay. That makes sense. And, and listeners, uh, again, you can go to transrockies.com forward slash Moab dash rocks and the maps are right there. So if you're listening to this, you pull up the site and you can kind of listen and you can dig through the maps to see what he's talking about. And the maps are pretty slick too, because they show you some of the other trail networks around the area. Um, so you can see what he's talking about. All right. So stage three, then we have 30 miles, about 3,500 feet of, uh, elevation gain. It's called the magnificent, magnificent, magnificent <laughs> yeah. seven and, uh, time descent. That one's a nine mile time descent. So tell us about this stage. Yeah, yeah. The time descent is on. Uh, um, it's mostly on a trail called Bull Run. Um, but uh, yeah, Magnificent Seven is sort of named after um, sort of the seven seven single track trails that they built out there a few a few years ago. Um, and uh, so this stage, um, I mean, for us, a lot of people, if you're just riding it, you would start. Uh, you'd maybe start at the upper end, maybe do a shuttle. Um, but because we're racing, we're starting at the Gemini bridges, um, parking, which is, uh, out by, out by the state highway. And, uh, you get to, uh, do this, this, uh, big climb, um, kind of up out of the, the valley that the highway's in, um, and then into, uh, kind of the Gemini bridges area. Um, so you've got a nice, uh, kind of road section to, to spread you out before you hit single track. Um, and, uh, 
uh, Arth's Pasture is the first stretch of single track and, and, uh, takes you into checkpoint one. Um, and then you're into, I, I believe the trail's called Getaway. Um, and so you're, you're kind of climbing pretty steadily for the first half of the stage. Um, not too much of it is, is very steep, but it actually seems to, feels like it rolls pretty well. There's some nice fast sections, um, and quite, uh, quite scenic as well. Um, and then you get up to the, uh, the upper trailhead, uh, at the start of the start of bull run. And then, and then you're descending all the way back down to the valley down, um, uh, bull run and great escape. Um, and, uh, yeah, bull runs a really fun trail. Um, again, not, not too steep, but the way it's built, you can, um, most of it you can carry carry your speed really well it's got a few of those those drops but most of them are a bit smaller so almost everyone's going to be comfortable just uh just letting it roll um off everything a few little kind of technical challenges that um you know may surprise you a bit if you haven't uh if you haven't ridden there um but uh yeah super super scenic um takes you back down to the valley and then you've got uh, one sort of quick climb again back uh, back out of that valley and, and then uh, fast descent down to the highway once again. Fantastic. It sounds like a great, uh, great opportunity to get out in a very unique area to do something. Like Travis said, you don't get the opportunity to do a race where a bigger travel bike would be to your advantage. Like exactly. That. So it's – yeah. It's an opportunity to do something pretty cool. And the time of the year, you know, late March for most of the country, they're dealing with pretty crappy weather. So there you, there's a good way to kick your season off right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I live in, I live in Calgary in Canada and, and, uh, a lot of people love to go to Moab at that time of year. Um, and, uh, you know, lots of other sort of Northern states where, uh, where winter rules through March. Um, you know, it's a great chance to get, get away, do some warm riding, get some miles in your legs early. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy, enjoy the desert. So it's a good opportunity for you to get out of there too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, really. That's why we, uh, that's why we do the, this event because we, we love, uh, spending a bit of time in the desert. Yeah, exactly. All right. I want to leave. Is there anything else with the race that you wanted to uh, remind people, uh, tell them all the information people, as far as registration, if you want a rundown of the schedule, we're kind of, we already kind of went over that, but the exact details like time on the day, uh, that's all over on the website, transrockies.com. Just go over there, click through the details. Um, well, if you're listening to this now, you missed the, there was a early registration period. Um, but, uh, it's still a pretty good deal. Yeah, three ninety nine is a great deal for uh, for three days of of racing, uh, fully supported racing out yeah. there. So, as somebody um, who's done several stage races myself, that initial looking at it, you think, oh man, you know, three hundred ninety nine dollars. But then you think about it and you go do it, and all you can think about is, I don't want to leave, and when can I do this next? So, trust me, <laughs> uh, don't let the price like sticker shock you because that is a good value for what you get. Um, yeah. yeah and I guess, um, yeah, one other thing that I wanted to, that I wanted to mention, um, and, you know, I think we did talk about the fact that it, 
it is a, an event for all abilities and, and you can certainly ride it more as a, as a tourist or, um, you know, not, not necessarily paying attention to, uh, uh, to your time too much, but, uh, we are expecting to get a bunch of top, uh, top pros, um, this year with, uh, with the new date. Um, and we've, uh, we've actually been talking to, um, to Catherine Pendrell, the world cup champion yeah. who did, who did our, um, our single track six, our three day at our single track six a few years ago. And it sounds like she might, uh, she might even join us. So, um, it'd be a, a great, uh, a great chance to rub shoulders with, with some uh, some great riders too in a pretty relaxed environment. Yep, and I will throw in there that uh, Matt and Andrea from Just Riding Along it uh, planning on being there as well. So listeners, yeah, if you're really familiar with them, it. you get to meet them and go out there and hang out, do whatever. So that should be uh, should be pretty cool. All right, before I let you go, I have a question. You've been around All this right. for a long time, and I want to get your perspective. Uh, you know, I, in discussions all, all the time with people at this point is we are in, in terms of mountain biking heydays, this would be, as far as I'm concerned, this would be like the heyday of mountain bikes. Not only, you know, events, you have bike packing options, you have all this different, all these different things going on in, you know, over your 20 years, like you mentioned, you know, 20 years ago, this was all new. I mean, you guys were, you know, in 2002, what was it? 2002 trans Rockies. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what do you see now compared to then? I mean, what is, what is it like? Is it similar or is it, has it just exploded to the point where you're amazed that it's gotten to the point it has? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely amazed. Um, and, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons that we, um, that we created single track six, um, and we're not going into too much detail on single track six today, but, um, we're really trying to focus on, on communities that, um, have embraced mountain biking and, uh, invested in creating, uh, mountain bike trails. Um, and, um, to me, that's the biggest, the biggest change in the sport, uh, is that, you know, there's communities like, like Moab or communities in Western Canada or, or all over the place. Um, you know, we've only just scratched the surface, but, uh, places that haven't invested in building these unbelievable mountain bike trails, um, that are just, you know, so fun to ride. Um, you know, Moab's the perfect example because when, when I first went there probably in the late eighties, uh, as a kid on my hardtail, there was, <laughs> you know, a, maybe a half dozen rides you could do. Yeah. Um, and now there, you know, you could easily spend a week or two, um, trying to, trying to ride everything in that town. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just a ton of work goes into maintaining the trails, but they're also building brand new, brand new stuff. So, you know, maybe, uh, in a few years we'll have, we'll have, uh, change up some of our stages for Moab rocks. And, um, because there's more and more different loops coming on online, um, out there. So yeah, for me, that's the biggest thing, you know, the equipment has changed huge and changed the experience a lot. Um, you know, I think uh, the bikes are a lot more, a lot more capable, um, Mm -hmm. and it makes it a lot more enjoyable to ride some of the more challenging, challenging terrain, um, which, which again, just, just opens things up more as well. 
Right. Absolutely. All right, listeners. So if you have any questions, uh, where should they reach you directly? Yeah, um, you can email us info at transrockies.com. There's also a toll-free number on our website, um, 1-866-373-3376, I believe is the number. Uh, Feel free to give us a call if you want to just chat. Um, Most of those calls actually come to me, so be happy to talk to you about, about the riding in Moab or any of our events. There you go. If you have any questions for me, listeners, you can always, as always, send me an email at ben at mountainbikeradio.com and I can forward along or we can dig into some other topics. But I'm definitely going to have Aaron back on again to discuss some of the other events. Um, not sure when, but we'll get to it and uh, get you some more information. So thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate the time. Thank you, Ben. And uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, see ya. Again, thanks for listening, and we will just keep bringing the trail to your ears. Have a good day.